Greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. And I am joined with Tony Ortiz. And Tony is the founder of The Current Revolt. It's an incredible paper here in the state of Texas. Love them or hate them, there's no politics as usual with Current Revolt. From investigative journalism to opinion pieces and satire, Current Revolt covers the topics that people aren't comfortable discussing aloud. It's impossible to deny the influence the current revolt has had on the Texas political landscape and Texas voters. Tony, thank you so much for joining us Thanks here for having on the me podcast. Now, it. you're not a native Texan. You're from Chicago. I mean, what's your sentiments when you see what is happening going on in Chicago today? Man, you know, so I was there this weekend uh-huh. uh, for a wedding, and it's just horrible. It's it's gone downhill from where when I grew up, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a good gauge for where Texas may end up if we don't get our stuff in order. It's a sad thing because you know you think about California was a red state. I mean, Nevada was a red state, except for Las Vegas, Clark County, maybe Reno. Uh, you look at what happened in Colorado, where all of a sudden you get the influx of the Californians, and because of Denver and Boulder and a little bit of Aspen, now Colorado is a is a blue state. What do you see happening in the trends? Because I do believe Texas is in a state of decline, uh, heading toward a demise. Absolutely. I mean, they're whittling away at our rights. They're whittling away at our ability to stay a right-wing state, right, a conservative state. And it seems, um, at least based on my opinion, that the wins that we do get, and they're, they are mm-hmm. rare, um, seem to be ceasefires. They're not actually, we're not actually gaining any ground. We're constantly ceding ground to the left. They're getting their victories. And when we do get a win, you know, it's, it's, it's not always uh, a great one. You know, we, the, the biggest win we've gotten recently, and, and, and not to minimize it, is the, uh, the abortion yeah. Uh, topic there. And uh, that's been a fantastic win. But other than that, we, we've kind of struggled to get uh, victories under our belt. But the amazing thing is that here in the state of Texas for, I think, close to 25 years, you've had a Republican in the governor's mansion, uh, Republican control of the state house and the state Senate, but we're not advancing. We're not we're not going in, in, the, in the right direction. And why do we have this stalemate? I mean, we have Republicans that are putting Democrats in charge of key committees in the state house here in Texas. Why? Yeah, there's this there's this desire to want to play ball with the people that won't play ball with us. I mean, you yeah. can't reason with people that don't live in reality. The the Democrats and the leftists they believe in a million different genders and chopping off body parts. And somehow, for some reason, our party or the leaders of our party still think that we need to give them a seat at the table. These people don't live in reality. And and going even further, we keep we keep allowing and, and giving tax benefits and discounts to companies that are what we a lot of people describe as woke as a lot of big tech companies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do that for more revenue, but we're 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 selling out our country for revenue, for tax to tax revenue. We're selling out our our, our state and it's it's going to make life hard for our our future residents and uh, future children growing up in the state. And so when you look at Texas right now, what was the inspiration 
that that hit you to start Current Revolt? Uh, anger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of anger. So Current Revolt started out of the lockdowns from mm-hmm. COVID in 2020. I was with a group of friends and we were frustrated that we couldn't go out and there was nothing to do and we were all you know forced to wear these masks and one of my guys said, uh, I wish I had a place to vent our frustrations. So I went to the computer and created a, a couple of email accounts and a website. <laughs> and I said, here, right away. And so um, Texas really lacked a place for uh, independent right-wing thought, right? Um, and, and I love seeing podcasts like this one that are coming out that are not connected to big corporations sure. or mega donors or billionaires right and we we function like that currently we're not we're not in we're not funded by billionaires we're not funded by mm-hmm. uh big organizations we're truly independent and i think that's the future of journalism you know it's very interesting that here we are in texas and you, you're saying that current revolt was birthed out of the COVID issue uh we had a republican governor here and he's, you know, exposed us to all of these lockdowns, shutdowns, and all these mandates, all of these unconstitutional things, uh, to include going past his executive authority of 30 days. And if I'm correct, we are still under a COVID emergency order here in the uh, state of Texas, when now the World Health Organization has just come out last week and said that the COVID pandemic is over. Why, why is that? Yeah, you know, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit, I was one of those people that for the first, I think for 30 days, I thought the world was ending. I was mm-hmm. thought, you know, COVID was going to destroy us. We we're all screwed. I had bought masks. I bought a bunch of guns, uh, <laughs> more guns than I already had, a bunch of ammo, stockpiled like crazy. Could totally convince that this thing was going to happen, right? You, you bought up a lot of toilet paper? Did it, I, we, did, we did buy toilet paper. I still don't understand why people buy I don't know. I don't know. The wife somehow convinced me that toilet paper was a good <laughs> idea. And, you know, you don't question your wife. So, no. um, but, um, you know, it, the, as time went on, and this is, it only took 30, 60, 90 days to go by, and you realize the death, the, count, the death count doesn't add up, the numbers don't add up, this is all, this is all fake, this is all blown up, this is all astroturfed. And, you know, I, I, I quickly retract and said, you know, this is something's going on, this is not real. And so, you know, I wouldn't hold it against those people that, that originally ha- had fear of this thing and that were willing to admit, look, we screwed up, right? And I haven't seen that from the governor. I haven't seen him come back and say, look, we, we I mean, has he apologized for, for locking us out down? No. Uh, as far as I know, he has hasn't right and so there was a lot of mistakes made by a lot of really great people in power that we trusted to take care of us and they caused a lot of financial distress and a lot of probably mental health distress on our people yeah you had uh, i think in montgomery county had more suicides because of people losing businesses things of this nature than you had deaths from COVID. And so we, we did sacrifice people in their lives and their livelihoods. And you look at the teenage suicides because of the things that we took away from them. So, no, there has not been any type of apology. And that leads to another thing. We're about to see an incredible crisis here in Texas. We already experienced it. But with Title 42 being lifted, 1,250 miles of border that we share with an unstable state. The, the Mexican government is not control of the border. And we're not even control. Uh, right. Operation control of the border. What are your major concerns about now? I mean, we've already had five to six to seven million in the past two years, but now we're not even going to try to stop people from coming here illegally with the lifting of Title 42. No, and the government knows this. I have a connection over in one of the big government agencies related to immigration, and he's told me that they are actually training IT reps, IT people that work in, in, in tech, mm-hmm. to do interviews for Im- illegals. Because they just so, they're just so short-handed, they're they're desperate now. They can't hire enough people, so they're they're bringing people from other departments that are completely unrelated to 
to interviewing illegal aliens to bring them in to now do these interviews because they just can't handle it. So the government knows. The government absolutely knows. And instead of saying, look, we need to either extend Title 42 or we need to do more to lock down our border, they're just saying, well, let's just let's just give people more responsibility to bring these illegals in. And it's it's absurd. And and you know, the leftists that are constantly screaming about we need to raise the minimum wage. They have no idea that when you bring these these illegals in to work for cheap labor, they're depressing the value of work. Instead, if we if we lock down our, our our state lock down our country it would naturally raise the wage you would you would get people paid at a higher rate we have plenty of homeless people plenty of veterans uh, that, yes. that could benefit from having better jobs you know we're not, we need to take care of our family and our people before we start taking care of the rest of the world no you're absolutely right and the fact that here in texas we're tops for human and sex trafficking i mean something has to be done. You live here in the, the same as I do in the DFW area. I mean, Dallas is one of the top cities for sex trafficking. We cannot continue to turn a blind eye to this. No, and uh, but we are. We, it's very clear that we are going to. At least it's trending that way, right? Um, there's there's a lot of this stuff leads to just degeneracy throughout the state um, and, and violence and crime, um, smuggling. Yeah. yeah, fentanyl, right? And uh, it's it's hurting our people. The only people benefiting from, from this, this behavior are the, the companies that fund it, the cartel, the mm-hmm. gangs, uh, and all the bad actors that play a part in it. I would have never thought that I would be in my country after serving 22 years in the Army when I was deployed to help other countries secure their border. We can't even secure our own. And I'm in the state that is not doing anything to secure. We're not allowed to. I mean, I was I was watching your your report from the border, and mm-hmm. you you had provided a picture where it showed a uh, a man who lived on a, on his farm, and his 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 gate or his property lined up right up against the border. Yeah. And he was so tired of illegals cutting down his fence that yeah. he just put up a, 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 a put up a, a ladder. A ladder. And it's like you you kind of can't blame the guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not allowed to defend your property. I imagine if somebody hopped into his his lawn, he wouldn't be able to defend his property by any means or defend his country. In, mm-hmm. in the way so it's like okay well rather than have the to sell the money the yeah here just throw up a ladder I'm, my country's not going to protect me so yeah. why should i have to pay for a new it's fence ama- it's amazing that that people down there these ranchers have completely lost hope they've been abandoned from the federal government from the state government and it's going to just continue to exacerbate itself and get worse let's talk about some current things that are happening since this current revolt yeah. uh we just had an incredible resignation of a state representative here in in Texas, tell us about that. Yeah, incredibly unfortunate. Um, yeah. Brian Slayton, a represent former, maybe at this point, Brian Slayton has resigned, um, coming off of allegations and a report from the General Investigations Committee that he engaged in um, sexual behavior with a, uh, a staffer, and there was a substantial amount of alcohol involved in that in those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, she was under the age of twenty one. I believe she was nineteen. So um, you hate to see it. Uh, Representative Slayton was mm-hmm. supposed to be the farthest right, most conservative rep mm-hmm. in office, and now um, doing one of the worst things that one could do, especially yeah. as a married person, a married individual. Um, really, really hard to see. You know, when people talk about the swamp, when people you know, being in Austin and Washington, D.C., that's real. And it is so important that people go down there and they're guarded. And, you know, I remember the guys when I was up in Washington, D.C., they would say, hey, Al, come on, go out with us, and we're going to go downtown, and we're going to go to this uh, taco place or whatever. And I say, hey, look, man, uh, I'm going to go buy Popeye's Chicken or, or Subway uh, on my way back to my little basement apartment so y'all go have fun. And the next thing you know, Duncan Hunter, exact same thing, out there, you know, cavorting and whatever. You know, 
people have to be so much more guarded and, and understand that they're always under the watchful eye. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of Mike Pence, but he had a great rule where he doesn't do meetings with women unless yeah. there's another person or his wife is in the room with him, you know? And that's that's probably a great rule to follow. I mean, you know, people were pretty upset about the Slayton issue and they're pointing fingers at other reps that have been involved in alleged affairs. And, you know, they've got a point, but the, th the thing that a lot of people aren't mentioning is if you've got a gentleman here who's a state rep and he's he, he even said in the report, he's, he told the, the young woman, the 19-year-old woman, he said, you control me now. He's very aware of the situation he has put himself in voluntarily, yeah, right? Yeah. And if he's if he's a person who is easily compromised in such a situation, it it doesn't. I mean, what's to say a foreign agent can't do something even worse yeah, to somebody we saw like that? Where Eric right? Swalwell. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we got to understand that he's still engaged in a voluntary behavior. I mean, it wasn't like he was you know forced to do what he did. Yeah, it was voluntary, and so you really hate to see it. Well, do you get that sensing? I mean, because let's look at that. I mean, we had the Brooks Land Graph issue out in West Texas. I think that's middle of Odessa. We had Lacey Hall and also Cole Hefner. Uh, Lacey Hall was down in the Houston area. Cole Hefner, East Texas. You know, is is there's a little bit of you know if you're in our local ball, if you're in our little club. I mean, we'll we'll protect you from this stuff. But if you're not, if you're a little bit of an agitator, you know, you're on your own. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's very, and it's very clear. And the, the thing that really seemed to give that side of the table their, uh, their fuel to chase after this and really mm -hmm. nail down Slayton was um, the fact that alcohol was involved. You know, I think that if there hadn't been alcohol involved and there hadn't been, you know, and, and people that were under the age of 21, it would have been a lot harder to really pressure him. Yeah. Right. And it probably wouldn't be news. People would be like, oh, he had an affair. He made a mistake, whatever. Move on with our yeah, day. Yeah. You know, but the fact that there was um, alleged illegal activity involved really put gives them the fuel to kind of, you know, get him removed. And, you know. Anybody could admit those those allegations of affairs with those other individuals you named. They were never really talked about on the floor. They yeah. were never really talked no. about the Capitol. Those though, they went on to hold pretty high positions and they won their reelections overwhelmingly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So now the question I think is what what happens to Slayton here? Does he continue to work in politics? Does he get hired in as a consultant for uh, for for Pale Horse or other organizations? <laughs> I mean, what what happens? He may be going to jail because uh, I mean this is a, a criminal offense. You know, providing, you know, alcohol to someone that's below the age of 21. I mean, the young female and several others have 19 years of age. And so he's probably looking at some criminal charges coming, I would think. Yeah, it's possible. And, um, God, I just feel horrible for his yeah. wife and the children involved yeah. and for his constituents of all things. Yeah. Now you've got a, I don't know if it's a special election or if there's or just wait for the next election. And who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, that's true. You can't have a special election because the session is going to be over here in what, uh, by the end of this month. Yeah. So you can't hold it, you know, it takes longer than that to do the primary and everything for a special election. So, but you brought up a great point, uh, the political consultancy class. Because I think that we need to be fed up with them because they make jack. They get paid. Win, lose, or draw, whatever. I think that if you lose, you don't get paid. I mean, there has to be some incentive for these people because I think they're the ones with their horrible messaging. They're causing the demise here in the state of Texas. You're 100% right. And very few have realized that. Um, there is a group of consultants, PACs, organizations that just churn out either bad candidates or do bad jobs yeah. on elections. And they get paid 
they win and then the the, the the grassroots and the constituents and the citizens of Texas lose, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they and then they get hired again. People keep hiring them. People mm-hmm. keep consulting with them. People keep trusting them to provide good st- strategy on campaigns. And we keep going back to these bad actors and these bad consultants and hoping for different results. And, yeah. and it, it is. It's insanity, right? Yep. And, um, you know, you had an election over in uh, McKinney ISD where mm-hmm. they decided to split the vote. They had two conservative candidates running against one liberal candidate in an ISD race and and of course they split the vote yeah. they lose right and um but the consultants walk away with fifteen thousand dollars or more and 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 you know what they're going to get hired again i guarantee you they're going to work on another campaign people are going to forget about it and uh they're just churning out it's just a total business for them and i get it you got to make a living i get it yeah, i get but it you need but, to win but you need to win as you know at the end of the day all that matters is that you win yeah, really, and right, and you, you pray to God that you do a good path, you follow a good path yeah, on the way yeah. there. But you've got to win. What good is having good messaging, good power, good stances, if if you don't have the ability to wield that power and wield those and actually effectively cause change? And we don't. We're losing. It's sad. Let's talk about a couple other things that happened over this weekend. I mean, uh, you and I live over in an area not too far away from uh, Allen, Texas, and we had the shooting there. Uh, you know, just the just another sad event. Uh, praying for the victims and and the families. But the narrative out there that the left is trying to push all of a sudden, because they got to have that white supremacist, you know, thing out there because they haven't had in the last few. How is it that all of a sudden they're trying to say this gentleman, Maurizio Garcia, I Mm -hmm. think that's his name, uh, 33 years of age, living with mommy and daddy who don't speak English, is now all of a sudden a white supremacist neo-Nazi. Yeah, well, you know, that was our messaging, right? Is it didn't make sense. We even put out an article uh, this morning about that. And then literally in the last five minutes before, while I was sitting there, mm-hmm. they uncovered his social media and they finally released all the evidence they had. And it seems to be the case that he was a big Nazi supporter. He had an insane amount of propaganda. He was posting photos of, of right wing or sorry, of left um, Nazi propaganda. Mm-hmm. He was a big consumer of um, of Nazi propagandists. And um, it, it looks like he even had a, a, a swastika tattooed on his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wearing a patch that said right wing death squad. Here's the thing. And this and this goes to my talk about gun control. We've got a lot of mentally ill people in this country. And this guy had been released from the military yeah. because of a, a mental illness. And, and that's, that's the same as Jared Loeffner was, you know, booted out of the military, didn't fail his, his initial screening. He goes on to shoot Gabby Giffords. Why are we dealing with the mental health issue instead of trying to push everything into this, you know, white supremacy and, and whatever? You're 100% right. Nobody is addressing the key foundational issue, which is mental health. You've got people that think that they're, you've got men running around chopping off private parts thinking that they're 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 women you've got women running around chopping off their taking off skin from their thigh or their forearms Mm -hmm. to create phallic objects on themselves Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to live and pretend that this is normal i mean i went to a business the other day and i see a, a man with more much more facial hair than me completely bald but he's wearing a pink dress and and pink nails and i'm supposed to pretend that this isn't laughable, that this is a real, that I'm yeah. supposed to have a real serious conversation with this person. And so we've got plenty of insane people on the left, plenty, overwhelmingly. Um, but we also have to admit that we've got some, we've got some crazy people on the right. Oh, yeah. And this is absolutely one of those cases. And instead of, instead of our government, instead of our, our, our politicians addressing that, hey, we've got mental issues, maybe we should do something about the consumption of social media, maybe we should do something about the overwhelming um, prescription drugs that are being given to these mm-hmm. young people. Instead of doing that, we're just saying, oh, let's take away their rights. 
Yeah. Let's take away rights. Because it's affecting people like you and I who are, are normal, healthy individuals. Absolutely. Now we can't buy rights because of a, of a lot of these bad actors. And instead of saying, hey, let's go after the pharmaceutical companies that are overwhelmingly over-prescribing yeah. SSRIs and things like that, they're giving them more, and then they're just taking the rights away from everybody else. It's completely unfair. It's yes. unconstitutional, and it's, it's insane. Well, the amazing thing is that I have to sit here, you know, when I have this uh, podcast program or anytime I'm posting something out there on social media, I'm thinking, okay, what do I not want to say? I don't want to get flagged. I don't want to get booted off. So why are we booting off these neo-Nazis and white supremacists and all these other knuckleheads? Why, why are we giving them a platform out there? Why is the Ayatollah Khomeini and, and the supreme ruler of Iran, they got Twitter accounts. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they booted off? I mean, it's it, the, the conspiracy theory will tell you that they want them on, right? Because they want to start up trouble. They, they're using these people. I mean, look at the, the stuff that happened with the Proud Boys. You had FBI agents in the, this Proud Boys group, it's a right-wing militia group, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actively stirring up problems to cause mayhem. And it's almost like they're using these crazy people as tools. They're a, they're a yeah. means to effect change nationally. You take this group of crazy, it's not unheard of. You take this group of crazy people, yeah. you inject propaganda to them and yeah. you feed them and all you do is direct them they're 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 a wild dog and you're just directing them to go attack a certain it's like thing. throwing blood in the ocean yeah for they're like okay now we have to pass these these gun bills right yeah and so yeah we're not they, they, the the government or maybe somebody is is wanting these people on um to have a platform because they want to yeah. use them you know it's amazing because my oldest daughter who's a very astute young lady she's a, a physician's assistant she said dad do you ever get the feeling that with these mass shootings that someone's manipulating these things and make them happen? I said, you know, it's, it's not just a conspiracy theory. I mean, there are many people that believe that, that someone's back there like the Joker or, or whoever just creating chaos and confusion out there because that's what they want. Because when you have the chaos and confusion, oh, we the government needs to come in. We need to usurp more of your rights so that we can reduce the chaos and confusion. Don't worry that we were the ones that caused it. Yeah, you see so many of these shootings, and the FBI will always release a statement saying, oh, he was on our radar. He was on our watch list for yeah. us. Always, always. They, always. they always knew, but they, they, they were watching him, but they weren't watching him enough that they didn't see that this guy went out and bought a gun and rolled up and started shooting people. They weren't watching enough, right? So it's very, it's very odd. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, conspiracy theories nowadays feel like just things that you know are eventually going to be proven yeah. is true, true, right? Um, but it's, it, it, is, it is interesting that the government seems to always have these people on radars. What do you think about what happened down in Brownsville, Texas? I mean, uh, the guy drives up and, you know, runs over several of these illegal immigrants that are outside of, a, I guess, some NGO uh, facility. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of conflicting reports and rumors out there, right? So you look at the, the, you look at the guy that, that did this. Um, he flipped his car over while running over all these innocent people. And he crawled out of his car. They arrested him. They released a photo of him. And he's covered in tattoos. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the tattoos are similar in the style of, as the, the gentleman, the, the gentleman, the guy from, from Allen. Mm -hmm. um, he's got the, the, the guy that ran over the people in Brownsville. He's got a tattoos on his stomach, chest that say RGV, Rio Grande Valley, yep. 956, which is the area code okay. out there. Okay. The, the guy from the Allen shooting had a tattoo of the city of Dallas, the Dallas logo on his palm. There's a, there is a, a gang that uses city affiliation or location affiliation to mark their, their, mark their, their members, and that's Tango Blast, right? Mm -hmm. So it does seem interesting that you have two people that are both Hispanic, both very overwhelmingly Hispanic, they're not mm -hmm. white-passing Hispanic, mm -hmm. that commit crimes on minorities, both of them, in two different areas, the same weekend, that both have tattoos that are related to this Tango Blast 
you know, guy. And they're also stating that this, uh, and this is unconfirmed, they're stating that this this guy that ran over these uh, these illegal immigrants out of this NGO was screaming anti-illegal sentiments towards them while he was getting out of his car after crashing. And so it's just, it's all very odd. Um, you know, and it could be the case that it's completely random and these are just bad people that are drugged up or, or, or crazy, but but something's, something's not adding Lightning up. doesn't strike twice. Yeah, it's odd. And so, yeah, and, and so on this one weekend, this is what we get. But... As you and I were talking off camera before, how many shootings were there in Chicago this past weekend? Yeah, I was in Chicago this past weekend for a wedding. I was there for four or five days. And, uh, you know, I listen to talk radio. I love yep. it. I grew up on it. So I listened to it while I'm out there just to see what the lay of the land is yep. in, the, in the place I grew up. Not a single mention of the shootings there, but plenty of talk about what's going on here in Texas. Amazing. Right? And we know why. We all know why. Yeah. It's a right-wing state. Right, and they have the narrative that they can push more gun control. Right, if 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 a minority commits crime in the city of Chicago, that's just another Tuesday. Yeah, it can be fifty sh- shootings in, in 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 three days. That's just another week in Chicago. It's no big deal. But a shooting that happens that kills a, a substantially smaller amount of people in in the state of Texas, that's a big deal. Amazing. So what's next for Current Revolt? I mean, uh, how have things been going? And what? Three years, three and a half years. Yeah, um, about three years. You know, things have been great. We we started off. Um, you know, a big a big month for us was two hundred and fifty views on our website. Now, an average day for us is around ten thousand views on our wow. website. So we've grown pretty substantially, and I, I'm proud to say that we've grown without a substantial injection from a billionaire or a millionaire or anything like that. We've really been able to effectively operate on just readers you know giving us these five dollar subscription mm-hmm. fees and it's going it's gone really well as far as next steps really don't know um we're 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 just right now we're focused on reporting news and giving our opinion on things you know we i i welcome if you're if you're listening as you're watching this i welcome more people getting in and doing investigative journalism you know i i don't see other news outlets coming in as competitive competitors i we need more right-wing journalists mm-hmm. we need more podcasts like this people talking mm-hmm. that aren't influenced or controlled by big business or big uh billionaires right and so i welcome more people to do what we do it's not hard we're not doing anything special we, i just think that we've got great opinions on uh, things that are relevant to Texans. Well, from 250 to 10,000 a day, that shows an incredible growth. And uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next three years. How can people follow Current Revolt? How can people stay in touch with yeah, what y'all v- doing? Very easy. On our website, currentrevolt.com, you can subscribe to our newsletter. It's free. Um, doesn't cost anything. If you want to give us uh, $5 a month, you can. It helps pay the bills. And uh, with the, with that, they get a, a newsletter, special news email on Fridays that has some insider news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, we're very active on Twitter. So if you want really quick news and very quick takes, follow us on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook. It's all current revolt. Will we be able to turn the corner here and get Texas back to being the Texas that people think it is? Um, the the nice part of me and the <laughs> wants to say yes. I don't think so. I think we're on a bad path. I think unless something very extreme happens, and I I don't mean in a bad way, but I think unless there's a big wake-up call to the citizens, and unless we start really filtering out the bad actors, the bad consultants, the bad groups that are bringing us down consistently, um, unless we do all of that, I don't see us turning it around. We need a big change. Well, Tony Ortiz, you're part of that change. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us for this episode of the Steadfast Law Podcast. Special thanks to Tony Ortiz for being with us and sharing his thoughts, perspectives, and insights as the founder of The Current Revolt. And as always, if you like this podcast, please click the like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast, 